right, so we have finished our adventure here in Mexico City for mask making. One more day here. And uh, these are, this is the team from today. This is the team from today. We made masks. We just got some uh, coffee at a very expensive cafe. They... Muy, muy caro. <laughs> muy caro. <laughs> and they didn't make your espresso right. And I had to go three times to get my drink. So, you know, I'm not used to ordering fancy coffee. I just want some shots with cream. That's all. And that was confusing. So, uh, we're here and we're out. And my man Rodrigo's going home. Where are you going today? And what did you say about your experience today? Eh, fue muy muy enriquecedora. Eh, aprendí mucho y conocí muy buenos amigos. Eso. <laughs> you want to say something about your experience today? It was absolutely amazing connecting with the people in Mexico. They were vulnerable. They were very honest and they were very friendly and willing to help grow the Knowing Mass movement. And we're looking forward to doing it again and taking over the world. Let's, Let's go. go. Knowing Mass movement. Here we come. We're in Mexico City. See you next time, folks. Peace. Adios. Ciao! Bye! Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you're joining us. Uh, today's episode is a solo conversation, and uh, I'm hoping in this time together, we can talk about a couple of topics as we look forward to 2023, some things we're really excited about. And uh, maybe as you heard in the intro, uh, we just got back from Mexico and the Million Mask movement was uh, on full display in the Zocalo. Uh, Mexico City, as you know, is one of the largest uh, cities in the world. Um, and I don't want to quote data, but millions of people. How about that? Just millions of people, millions and millions of people, multiple millions of people um, live there. And um, I've spent a lot of time there. And this time I got a chance to deliver the Million Mask movie with some friends. And um, if you remember back on episode 80, uh, we had Ro Tiga. And Ro Tiga um, is a creator, a young man in this community who is doing some of his own work. And he came on the show, episode 80, and uh, he happened to be in Mexico at the same time. And so as you heard in the intro, uh, I don't know if I said their names in the intro, but in that video, but it was on the corner after we finished making masks and we were going to try and grab some food uh, or some coffee or something that we were looking for. Um, but it was a great day. Uh, during the holiday season, they turned the Zocalo into something to engage the community. And uh, this year was like a, uh, a little carnival. It was maybe five or six rides. And um, each group of people got about 20, 25 minutes at a time to get on as many rides as they could. And then they would let a new group in. I think uh, they learned their lesson from some previous um, experiences where the line would just take so long and almost like you're not moving. So uh, we made masks with people in the Zocalo in 2019. 2019, I uh, went with my godson and we people were waiting in line for hours and we would invite them to make a mask. Um, and it was just he and I. And it was a test. It was an experiment. Like, would people make masks? Would they... Um, 
be pretty willing to participate. And we made probably upwards of 60 plus masks there. Um, and then we did some masks down in uh, Oaxaca later with my other godson. So um, in the Zocalo, uh, people were curious and we've always had more engagement by the youth. Like parents would be like, oh, just ask my kid right here. They'll do it. <laughs> um, and oftentimes the, the adults won't make one. But this time we had actually more adults make a mask. Um, and I think having, you know, um, my friend Rodrigo there who was there and then my godson came out with his friend and they got people to make masks as well. And so it was a uh, uh, several of us and maybe like four of us at a time. And then Ro was helping um, capture some footage and some images um, so that we could go back and replay it and share it. Um, and we're really excited. We, I truly believe that this next season of the Million Mask Movement is going to um, help us hit our goal. Now, just recently, someone asked me, what is the goal? Like, what happens once you get to a million? And I'm like, um, well, I mean, and I think I've answered that question kind of similarly all along. But what we originally thought is that we would get to a million, then we would have this big learning from it. But what I realized and what I after talking to some really some researchers, um, and I'm not a researcher, I'm a practitioner more of this work, but I guess I am in so many ways a researcher. Like we're learning a lot about um, our community and people. And definitely when we started, it was just our young men. And what we know is that we're going to begin sharing out some of the findings that we're finding, some white papers, some data. Uh, we have a new photo campaign called There Is More To Me. You may have seen some of those images popping out on social media. If you haven't, please check those out. There's more to me than anyone can see by looking at me. There's more to you than anyone can see by looking at you. And there's more to us than people can see by looking at us. And I think that our goal for this uh, photo campaign is really to begin putting imagery with this context of there's more to me. I think we often think we know how people are, who they are, because we see them, we look at them. But there's more going on than what people can see by just looking at us. And so that is what that campaign is coming from. And so, look, this is the first episode of 2023. We are super excited about what is to come. We, we're still figuring out what is to come, but we have a lot of ideas about how we're going to not only grow the Million Mask movement, but also the work in our communities, how we are in the grassroots of getting young people involved in giving back to their community, being altruistic, even if you don't have dollars to give, but you have time and um, pa and passion and interests. And this is the work that we get to do here and ever forward. Um, the Social Emotional Leadership Academy, as we grow out that movement as well, uh, we're super excited about what's to come. And we hope you are too. We, we, we want to thank each of you for being a part of this each week. Um, and I think that a couple of the stories I want to share as we um, this episode will look a little different than you're used to is to really talk about how the masks, um, we continue to see them to evolve. And I have the mask from Mexico here, um, um, but I, since you can't see them or those who are listening, um, I just want to tell you that um, we, if it wasn't for a language, we wouldn't know the students that we've got a mask from in Oakland, California, or we got masks from in Mexico City. 
because what we see are the similar words, similar language, similar understanding of the parts of myself that I can show gladly, the parts of myself that I don't get to show, and at the same time realizing there's so much more than what people can see. That's what we're really excited about. So that's the recap of where we were this past week um, um, at the Million Mask when we launched in Mexico City. And then I want to share something about uh, being back home. So I flew back home on the 31st. It was the, the, the ticket I could afford the best. <laughs> um, I flew home on the 31st and I got home around nine. I got invited to a party um, in San Francisco. Um, it was the uh, the mayor of San Francisco's um, holiday or New Year's Eve party. I don't know if it was the mayor's party. I think the mayor was definitely there, but um, I was invited by one of the, the the people who helped kind of organize some of the party. And what I can tell you was that it was a beautiful time. Now, I don't go out often, right? I, I got flew in at like 930, get through customs, I get home. I mean, I literally did a quick turnaround and straight went, jumped on BART, and BART is our metro system here, went to the city. And I had in my mind thought, well, on, on New Year's, they'd leave BART open really late. So I had that planned. So I, I did not want to be driving. So I make my way over to the party. Party opens up. Go and just enjoy the music, the DJ, the the countdown. I get to connect with our our, our one of our event planners and uh, people who have organized our first gala. Um, and she connected me with some people there. I got to um, say hello and meet the mayor. Um, and then the party winds down and it ends. And, and I make my way. Well, first, let me just say, go back to the, the party. It was in a beautiful building. I don't even know the name of the building um, off the top of my head, but it was a beautiful building. Um, beautiful trees and Christmas trees in there. And, you know, a lot of plants everywhere. And if, for those who may know, like I'm a big plant person, um, I love plants. I had a plant. I had my own plant since my freshman year of college. My grandmother gave me a plant and um, the, 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 the descendants of that plant still exist today. Um, it's like a, a ivy weed plant. I don't know what you call it. It's like it just keeps growing. You take clippings and cup clippings and make clippings and it just keeps growing and growing. And I've grown it to be in different places. I've put clippings at it's grown huge. I've had it in one of my classrooms all around the room. It was like, almost like you walked in, you were like in a jungle, this big plant. And, um, and I left it there when I left that school. I don't think anyone else um, took care of it quite the same, but uh, it was a beautiful plant. I mean, it was wrapped around the whole entryway. So uh, I, Anyway, that's the plant piece. But there's lots of plants at this party. And I leave the party and I go to back the BART. I'm going to get on the last BART thinking that BART has to be open. I mean, it's only like 115, 120. And I get to the BART station, get in, go downstairs. Now, the BART station at the at this station is in, I think you could say, the, in the beginning or toward the end of the Tenderloin. It's Civic Center area, a lot of unfortunate sites that are you see in this area. Um, a lot of drug use, a drug, you know, uh, um, people just like zombies, if I could use that word as a careful word about people who are alive but appearing to not be. Uh, people slunched over in midair, 
um, people dancing with themselves, um, just a lot of things. If you've ever been to that area that, you know, and, um, and it's, it's in the open, you know, and, and a couple things I saw, let me, first, let me just, let me, let me just try to place this. Like my mind is just get to BART, get home. Right. But as I'm getting into the BART station, you know, I'm already seeing, you know, stuff going on. There's a lady down there with a pit bull and I'm just like trying to like get to the, you know, get down the stairs, but I can't, I can't go around her, but I'm also wondering if the train's going to come. And so I'm like dealing with that. And then we get to the sta- the platform and there's people over here yelling and just some other stuff going on. And I'm kind of like, there's not a lot of people down here. And, uh, and I saw an officer who was ahead of me, but I didn't want to be like, yelling at him <laughs> or trying to get his attention, even though I didn't need his attention to find out. And I finally found out that there was no train, no train back to Oakland. What? All right. So I guess I'm going to have to get a Lyft or an Uber. So I go back upstairs and I said, I um, this is talking to one of the, the, the janitor, security guard, somebody in the station. I said, how am I going to get out of the station if I've already paid to come down? He said, we got to pay to go back out. And I'm like, what? But obviously I'm not, that's a small of my worry. I got, I'm, I'm in another city across a bridge and I got to get home. Right. So go back upstairs. I start trying to call one of the, the ride services. Nothing, nothing. I mean, it's, it's already one o'clock in the morning. Everything's shutting down. Everyone's trying to use Uber and Lyft and, Okay, what am I gonna do? So I look at the uh, the map, Google Maps, and I'm like, okay, how am I gonna get home now? And I I find there's a bus, the 800 bus. I ironically called the 800 bus. The 800 bus will get me across the bay to West Oakland, and then it goes on to Richmond. So I said, okay, I can take this bus. Now all this is happening like. I'm, 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 thank goodness the rain has stopped because there, there, there's been so much rain in the Bay Area that um, it's been dangerous, you know, it's been flooding in some places. But literally when I got off the plane from Mexico City, it wasn't raining. The only reason I really went to this party, if it was raining, I probably would not have gone to this party. I just could not have pulled myself to go out in the rain. I just I don't like the rain that much. Right. But it, it, it was no rain. It was a clear sky. And I was like, OK. And so luckily, as this is happening, I'm, I'm dealing with clear skies. Not it's chilly, but not too cold. But I'm 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 there. I'm 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 trying to make something happen of this experience. I got a jacket. I got a, you know I got a warm jacket. So, but as I'm walking to the place where the bus is, then you begin to move more into the tenderloin. Like you begin to move up until that point. I'm just dealing with my stuff because I need to get home and I need to get try and find transportation to get back across the bay and the there's no cars picking up rides so i say you know what i gotta wait like 10 minutes here for a bus i'll take a bus then i'll get a uber from oakland and west oakland right that's was my plan so and it's not a commercial for any ride services or anything i'm just just so you know i'm naming these but these are just what i have on my phone to get me around sometimes okay so i'm going to the stage stop where i think the stop is and i saw some people waiting there and I thought it was a stop for the 800. And then as I'm on this little pl- island kind of in the middle of the street, I just begin to realize where I am. And I think it's called United Nations Plaza across the street, but I'm on this little island. And right 
where the island is, there's some people doing some stuff, right? Whatever they're doing, it's their business, they're, they're doing something, right? Now, people got suitcases and people are moving around and, and it's a lot of movement going around. And as I'm like realizing that this is not the right stop, because the people who were doing whatever the activities they were doing on that little island, they kept looking at me, but I'm trying to find the numbers for the for what buses stop here. And I realized that the place where the bus stops is actually behind me. So I get ready to start walking to where the stop is. And as I look across the street, I got to cross across a little you know piece of a street to get to from the island I'm on over to the sidewalk. I see a young man. Um, I, I don't think he could be more than 20 maybe 21, I mean, young, maybe 22, just a young man. And he is, like, for those who can't visualize what a a drug-infested area looks like, things I'm going to say to you are not going to make sense. Like, it, it may not register that there is, Just things I'm I'm gonna say probably in a normalized way, but I'm not normalizing them because it, it was it was painful to watch. But this young man, like holding this piece of a a piece of foil in one hand and another, and something other stuff in the other hand, and he's kind of like slowly kind of wobbling in the air, and he's like kind of looking back, and he's looking back, and I'm just taking it in, and as I'm watching this. I just wonder for him. What do I wonder? I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like not take off this mask right here because I can feel my, I can feel my emotions already picking up <laughs> of, of reseeing that, imagining him. I think of my godson who got himself from high school, decided he was gonna be cool. He was gonna be a rapper and he began to dabble in all these substances where what the people he thought were cool were doing and it really took a hold of him. And man, he had been through a lot before I met him. He had been through a lot. And I was watching this young man across the street who was just in his own world and and my heart broke. And I just just had to like just try not to stare, right? I don't want to think I was staring at him, but he was not even in a consciousness where he could notice anybody staring at him anyway. But I was just like, I wonder what happened to him in high school or in middle school. I wonder what are the stories of the young people out there who, man, had so much going for them and yet Either they didn't see it or circumstances caused these other things. And look, um, there are so many routes to addiction that I, I I cannot even try and think that I would know what had happened to anyone because my addiction is different. My addiction is with food. And with a food addiction, I can still operate kind of regularly. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit bigger than I want to be at this size. The size I am right now, I'm not happy about. Like if I go and... I want some cookies. I I got the money to go buy the cookies. <laughs> I probably shouldn't even start naming some of these things that I go and indulge in. But like, I'm not going to go steal from somebody to go get cookies or donuts and like the sweets and things that I love to eat. And that 
seem to love my physical frame a whole way too much. Like my desire of, of eating those and my unhealthy relationship with sweets is a, a different kind of addiction, even though it is real. And this past week, as my hip has been feeling some, some pain, uh, I've been like telling myself and I was listening to a podcast by Sean Croxton. It was, uh, I forgot the woman's name who was on it, but she was like, people don't pay attention to their health when their till their health starts leaving. And listen, I've been a big guy all my life. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bigger than I should be, than I need to be, than I want to be. And I need to do something about it. And it's my decision. Every bite I take, everything I put into my mouth, I need to make a decision about. And listen, um, for those who, and this episode was not meant to be about addictions, but I just it, it's just really real right now. Like my addiction looks different than yours. And that young man who I saw across the street, like even though I saw him in a, a whole nother state, we have something in common. And as I watched him and I crossed the street to uh, wait at the bus stop where the other people were, were standing, um, that young man took off and another young man showed up maybe even younger than that previous young man. And he was in a state of difficulty. He had a, a big luggage he was lugging around. He was holding an empty wine bottle and he was kind of in a, a state of, of distraction. And as I watched him and I, I thought of another young man in my work who such a beautiful heart and beautiful soul. And I, and I just keep, I kept, I kept connecting to young people who I met and I wonder like who, what teacher didn't help bring him out of whatever he was stuck in. What, and I don't know why I always come back to education. Cause I always think that people started in education and then somehow something happened along the way. Right. And we know that everyone maybe doesn't go to school in the traditional ways as we're, you know, kind of required to here in the United States. But I truly was watching this young man and wondering, man, what healthy relationship didn't he get from an educator who saw past the, the, exter the external shell? And who knows what were the behaviors that got him to take that first taste? I think a lot of my work, you know, when I met a lot of young people who wanted to be um, rappers or whatever, all of them thought they were going to be like Snoop Dogg. All of them thought they were going to be able to get high every single day and it was going to have no effect on them. Everyone thought they had that power. And so many of them were so, so, so wrong. Some of them watched what other people did in media and they were like, I'm going to do like that. And then they took that one sip. They took that one taste. They took that one thing. And guess what? It set off a series of events. Some of them were able to finally come back after years. Some of them were stuck in it forever and some didn't make it through. And as I continue to do this work for education, for transforming our schools and transforming how young people connect to their teachers and how our teachers connect to our young people, I am even more and more than ever committed to, to helping this movement. I mean, th this happened as I was missed my BART to get home that uh, a reignite 
uh, how do I say, a reignition. <laughs> I was reignited with the fire of why I do this work. I was reminded of why this work is so important. And I will continue to do that work. We know we have a training coming up February 4th and 5th, um, the first weekend in February of this year. And, you know, in my mind, we have been really trying to like grow how we're going to serve more educators around the country. And we have a lot of work to do. We have, you know, um, registration is uh, open now. So if you know an educator teacher who is going to be here in the Bay Area that first week in February or who is already here in the Bay Area, we encourage you to let them know about it. Tell them that there is a training that's going to help them to build stronger and healthier relationships with their students and with their colleagues. Because our world needs it. Our schools are going to have to do business differently than they've done over the last 100 years. And oftentimes our schools are still looking the same. Some of them even have fancier tools where they have nice walls and there's no chalk. There's just whiteboards, but there's still the teacher at the front, the sage on the stage who is giving the information and who judges you three weeks later after you um, regurgitate the information back to them. And some of the systems are, are, are still designed and still working as they did 100 years ago. And we wonder why it's not working. We wonder why school for most urban education students is not working. I mean, we know there's the charter schools and the public schools. And there's so many ways that schools have become a conversation piece around how, around how to do it. Some schools are having good success. Some schools, are, some schools are having good success with students who would have had success in any school because they're driven, they're hungry. And some schools who get left with a large number of students who are just maybe not as engaged or not as connected on the front end, it takes a lot more work to build them up to the place where they want to be. The, the talent is in them. The abilities are in them. The, gr the greatness is in them. The brilliance is in them. But you know what? If you can't see it in them and help them to bring it out of them, then they will be the diamonds in the rough that just still look rough. And here's what I'm so excited about in the work we can do in Ever Forward. I, I, I have visions um, by this year that we would have be serving thousands and thousands through clubs all over the world, all over the country. And our work has grown in a, a way that is looks different than I envisioned originally. We are serving thousands and thousands of students around the country and around the world through this movement that I believe is going to change lives. And it's up to each of us. It's not just us in here and ever forward. It is each of us. It is you who listen to this podcast. And listen, this episode is a lot longer than I expected, but I really I want you that if you are committed to helping be a part of a world that is more whole, more healthy, more loving, more kind, then I'm going to invite you to do something today. Or, or ASAP, how about that? <laughs> but I would say right now, if you can, if you're in a space where you can, I'm, I invite you to go to millionmask.org. Millionmask.org. Make a mask anonymously. And once you make that mask anonymously, I'm going to invite you um, to then share the website with somebody you know, a friend, 
nephew, colleague, a family member. And then I want you to invite them to make a mask anonymously. And maybe ask them, hey, after you make your mask, will you get back to me and let's check in about it? And maybe just maybe if that person and you can find a level of trust enough, maybe you share one thing you wrote on your mask. Maybe you share all of it. I don't know, but it's anonymous, so no one's going to know. But here's what I truly believe. I believe that the more we can begin having these conversations where I can look you in the eye and tell you there's more to you, where you look me in my eye and tell me there's more to me, when we realize for our own self there is more to us than anybody can see by looking at us, I believe that will change lives. We've seen it. We've seen kids in the Zocalo in Mexico City making a mask or at first saying, no, I don't want to make a mask. And then saying, yes, I want to make a mask. And then making a mask that will blow your mind and knowing that we saw them. Man. So as we get ready for February 2023, the, the taking off the mask training of trainers, we will also be launching a challenge in the month of February. So stay tuned for that. Maybe you're you're looking for the next way of you building a deeper connection to yourself of empathy and kindness and caring and loving and and that part you want to build. We're going to create a challenge starting in the first week of February right after our training is over that Monday right after that is going to be a, a challenge, a 30 day challenge that we invite you to get involved in. We'll have more details about it later. We're in the works of building it all out, but it will be a challenge of really connecting you to yourself and to those around you. So stay tuned. Um, thank you for listening to today's episode. Um, you know, a lot has happened over the last week. So I wanted to just give you that. But as we look ahead to 2023, as we re- are reminded by the things that we are passionate about here and ever forward, as I am clear about the things that I have made commitments about in my own life and knowing that tomorrow is not promised, I'm going to continue giving um, everything I got for every day I got. I just want to also leave you with this little tidbit at the end. Uh, last year, around this week, the first Tuesday of the month, the day we released our podcast, uh, we had uh, I had a little surprise. Uh, we were presenting at the wellness conference uh, at Oakland Technical High School. Um, it was the second day after the second day of presenting and came out to my car and the car. Well, there were just some problems. And so uh, I made this video, which is in my mind to reflect on what had happened, but how do I try and help people through lessons that I'm learning in my own life? And it was a video that was never shared. And as you know, I have lots of videos that were never shared. And I've been on a plan and a mission to make a, I actually made a commitment. So in this month of January, I'm going to be releasing about 20 videos on YouTube mostly um, that are just going to be videos of unreleased videos that I made at some point in my journey that I just never shared. And so I made that commitment and I'm going to be doing that. But this one, I'm letting you hear. Um, and I didn't share it for lots of reasons. I think I made a lot of stories about why I didn't share it. Maybe something about, I don't know what the story I made at the time, but I made a lot, I can make lots of excuses about why not to share them. Or oh, who wants to hear about me complaining about my car being broken, even though I was using that unfortunate unforeseen obstacle as a, a lesson learned, I still felt like I, 
had no right to do it. And I think that's sometimes how I get in my own way. Sometimes how the fear and my self-doubt, worry gets in the way. And what I'm learning is that those are just stories that I keep telling myself. I keep prejudging my own work before anyone else can. So I just keep it locked in my phone. And now we are going to let go of some of those things because it requires courage, it requires courage and bravery. And that's something I learned from a young man today um, that I interviewed that you're going to meet soon, our new youth host, who reminded me that it's not really brave if there's not a little fear involved. It's not really courage if you're not a little bit scared. And so um, it's an opportunity for me to be a little courageous, a little bit brave. And not that I was going to ever be able to post something without feeling a little bit of that. That's part of the journey, too. So. Enjoy this little flashback to 2022, January, this week, January, Tuesday. Uh, And I hope uh, as you hear more of them, you will see my goal is to help people realize they're not alone. There's more to you than anybody can see by looking at you. There's more to me. All right. So we uh, finished the workshop here at uh, Oakland Tech. And then I uh, came to the car to get ready to go to work on some stuff. Got a some, some quotes I got to get out, some contracts got to work on, and uh, the car won't start. Almost like, that must be, is that probably alternator? I'm not sure. What's going on? I can't even, I, if I push the gas, I bet that's when it went off last time. It was, it was doing, yeah. now it went off. Okay, all right. Yeah. Everything is that okay? I mean, that boys, that boys, yeah. I'm a, my, my cousin is close by, so I'm gonna call him. Call him to see, take, pick you up. Oh, wow. I know that just turned into a nightmare. I thought I was good to go. <laughs> Thank Sorry you. No, no, it's not your fault. I, I was like, I was like, what just happened? Why? Yeah. All right, okay, Daniel. Has they, uh, farmers called you yet? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's not on the agenda today. Uh, car breaking down. Was not on the agenda. I mean, I'm, I'm glad it didn't die, break down before I left my house so I could at least get here and do the workshop. But I've been here for the last few hours and now I'm waiting for a tow truck. Just let it, let it sink in. That, that is my part, by the way. So maybe get the deeper sinking in of the sinking in. Have a good day. Not that I shouldn't have car problems or car situations shouldn't happen, but, um, it's just kind of a, a daily ma- a mindfulness practice just to realize that, hey, this is just how it, lo- how it comes, right? Thank goodness for insurance, so at least I can get the to- car towed to the shop. So, you know, so many things to be thankful for anyway. And I'm just thankful it's not raining right now so I can get to the, the, the dealership without uh, just being soaking wet. And so, um, happy Tuesday. Um, yeah. Welcome. 2022. Let's go. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, do that. If you haven't subscribed to our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you connect. And if this is just here, right here on the podcast, we, in, we invite you to stay here connected with us. But you can email us. If you have questions, you have thoughts, if you want to nominate somebody to be on this podcast, you can email us at everforwardclub at gmail.com. That's everforwardclub.com at gmail.com. We look forward to engaging with you 
We look forward to you being a part of this movement. So when we not only hit 100,000 in a couple of months, but when we hit a million soon after, we want you to be able to say, I was a part of that. I was a part of this guy's idea to help change the world by helping people realize that there is more to me. And there's more to you. Anybody can see by just looking at you. Thank you, folks. We'll see you real soon. And I guess the last thing, uh, is there anything else I want to tell you? Nothing else. The last thing I'll say is we want to thank everybody over this year of 2022 who has been a part of this movement. If you've shared a post, liked a post, shared it with someone, given someone this podcast is a link to listen to. If you've nominated someone to be on the show, we could not do it without you. We don't take it lightly. We are trying to figure out how do we best serve you? How do we make it better for you? So if you have ideas, help let us know. We're, we're trying a few new things, but we're doing the best we can um, with what we currently got. But we are committed to making it better and better and better. So thank you, everybody, for being a part. Uh, Happy New Year. Wishing you all the best on the journey of your life. And remember, the longest distance that most people travel is the 18 inches between their head and their heart. And most people get stuck in their heads. And this conversation, this work, this organization is a reminder to people around the world, just like you. Stay connected to your heart, folks. Take care. Be well. Have a great, amazing 2023. See you next time. Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Graphics are by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Choque Allen Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask family. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe write a five-star review, and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care, and we'll see you soon.